Receiving a call while on the beat can always turn out to be either interesting or completely boring. Sometimes you actually have to go see something interesting that makes your adrenaline rush through your veins, like investigating a murder or a random robbery, chasing a perp, having to visit a mysterious place. But all that only happens every so often. Usually I mainly deal with people complaining about the smell of marijuana or having to tell someone's neighbors their music is too loud or we're trying to break off some random fight between drunks. As a police officer, I've had a murder case assigned, but it was never anything too crazy. Sad and terrible, yes, but something that sounds completely unbelievable, not really. Well, that's how it was for about 10 years of my career. There's always that one case that haunts your dreams. And mine was the case of Dr. Kinsley. One day, I was with my partner, James. We were on our lunch break having some Greek food that James' wife used to cook for us when we got a call. We were told to go to a house located on Hemsford Street. The house owner was a Dr. Louis J. Kinsley. Apparently, the person who called to inquire about this was an employee at the Hemsford supermarket. She identified herself as Stacy and claimed that Kinsley went there every month without fail and he hadn't been seen for about a month now. She said that Dr. Kinsley was an old man that lived alone, so she was worried about him. James had a bad feeling about this. An old man who hadn't been seen in weeks. Sounds like the story of a lonely person who died and people didn't notice it sooner. That's what he believed. Although, this could be a possibility, I didn't think too much of the call. No offense to Stacy, but someone changing supermarkets doesn't actually sound too crazy to me. Maybe this was the case. I believed it was simply Stacy making a fuss. But, oh man, when we arrived at the house, I immediately noticed I was wrong. As soon as we opened the door, a terrible, putrid smell penetrated our noses. I knew immediately it was the smell of a dead person. All of my years on the force had taught me many things, but the one thing that stood out the most is arriving at a murder scene and the smell that goes along with it. The house looked completely normal. It was a very beautiful house located in the wealthiest area in town. Everything in the inside looked organized and tidy. Walking around the house, we saw a lot of diplomas, which would make sense since we were visiting a doctor's house. He seemed to have a very successful career, but I couldn't help but notice the house seemed very minimalistic. There were no pictures of family members adorning the walls, and very little furniture. We searched most of the house, but didn't find anything suspicious, until we decided to check in the basement. As soon as we opened the basement door, we found Dr. Kinsley's corpse on the stairs staring at us as we peered down into the basement. It seemed like he was trying to get up the stairs when he died. At first glance, you would think he died naturally. He was lying on his stomach so that we could only see his back and his face. Aside from being in rigor mortis, his back looked normal and his face... Well, it looked like a dead man's face. 
open eyes, gray complexion. There was some blood around him on the stairs, but we guessed it was because he fell and hit himself. We couldn't move him at the moment, because investigators would be coming soon to take pictures of the scene, and the coroner would move him when they were done with the scene. The hypothesis that James and I had was that perhaps he had had a heart attack and died from it. Whatever happened to him didn't happen too recently. It must have happened at least two or three weeks ago, because the corpse looked quite decomposed. Before other investigators arrived, James and I took a look around the house. We tried to look for some contacts, but he only had restaurant numbers on his phone. When the investigators finally arrived, and were taking pictures and examining things, James and I were still checking around the house. It was clear that Dr. Kinsley lived alone, and it was hard to find his family or friends' contact information. So we decided to go ask the neighbors some questions. Since this was a wealthy neighborhood, the houses were quite far apart and had gated driveways. They were definitely not right next to each other for people to hear their neighbor's business. I went to ask a couple of neighbors, and one of them had no idea who lived in the house whatsoever. They said that they never saw anybody around in the house. The other person said the same thing, never saw or heard anything. They saw the old man driving his car a couple of times, but that was it. When James and I met back up, James said people have told him basically the same thing. Nobody has interacted or seen the man except for this older couple. And they said they've been living there for over 35 years and knew Kinsley a very long time. He used to be their doctor once, but 20 years ago, Kinsley retired all of a sudden. The decision seemed so rash. Kinsley was a very successful doctor with a lot of passion. The couple told James that Kinsley lived alone and had no family or close friends, but that back in the day, he used to date a bartender from town named Mandy. But she had passed away in a car crash. They believe this is what led Kinsley to retire. Some people think Kinsley fell into depression and tried to help him, but he wasn't interested in keeping a relationship with anybody. He was constantly cold and avoided people. He hardly went out in 20 years. And some people tried to interact with him for a very long time and get him out of the house more often, but all these attempts were in vain. James and I went back to the house and explained the situation to the people that were there. However, I started to notice that everyone complained too much about the smell. The forensics even said that they had never smelled anything so strange. Although Kinsley's corpse definitely smelled, there was a stronger smell coming from somewhere in the basement. I went down the stairs to check things once again. And this time I noticed something peculiar. There was this wall that was built of brick, but was also placed in a very strange position. One of the bricks looked as if it were going to fall, and so I decided to push it, and when I did, the wall moved. It was a hidden door, and on the other side, there was a white room covered in plastic. There was blood around and on top of that, and there was a skull on the floor. 
The investigators confirmed that the skull was real. The course of the investigation changed. A few hours later, we had confirmation that Kinsley did in fact lived alone and had no close contacts. We got told to search the rest of the house, and some other officers came in to help us. We spent hours checking the rest of the house, but didn't find anything. And I had the idea of going to the supermarket to speak to Stacy, the employee who told us that she was worried about Mr. Kinsley. When we got there, we told Stacy the doctor had passed away, and we were yet to learn the cause of death. We omitted to tell her about the skull. We asked Stacy a few questions about the doctor, since, strangely, she was the only person who had recent contact with him. Well, sort of. Stacy said that ever since she started working there five years ago, Dr. Kinsley always came every month. He was always alone and barely spoke to her. He always seemed in distress and was quiet, and so Stacy always tried to have small talk with him, but knew very little of him. She just knew his name because he told her and where he lived. That's why she decided to call us when he failed to appear for his monthly visit. We asked Stacy what he used to buy. She said it was mostly food and other supplies, but that he would always buy lots of plastic bags and a bag of compost. Perhaps this didn't strike her to be something out of the ordinary, but James and I saw where he used the plastic and we had a rough idea with what he did with the compost. We called the officers that were at his house and told them to check the garden. By the time we got back to the house, everybody was in shock. Buried in the garden, they found what seemed to be the remains of over eight people. And this case became much bigger than expected, it was already late and James and I got told to go for the day while others kept working. The next day we got the information that approximately 40 bodies were found in the house. Nobody could believe it. Dr. Kinsley had no contact with people, but once he was very respected. It's hard to imagine a doctor committing all these crimes. Two days later, the skull found in the basement was identified. It was a woman from another state that had gone missing. Later on, some of the other remains were identified as men and women from other states who went missing over a period of 20 years. Approximately the same period the doctor became so alienated. As I was trying to sleep that night, I started reading about the death of Mandy, Dr. Kinsley's girlfriend back in the day. She died in a tragic car accident and the doctor was responsible for organizing her funeral according to the obituary. Our town is very religious, so most people who die are buried, but Mandy hadn't been buried in our cemetery. I called James and told him I wanted to investigate Kinsley's house some more. It was late, but he agreed to come with me. When James and I got there, we heard a noise coming from the basement. We rushed down there. Down in the basement, in the hidden room, we noticed a switch along one of the walls, and we clicked it. Another hidden door opened, and there was someone in there. A woman. And we could only see her back. We asked her if she needed help and if she was okay. 
But she didn't answer, and we decided to move closer to her. To our surprise, she turned around fairly quickly. Her face was familiar. I had seen her in the old newspaper just a few hours ago. It was Mandy. However, there was something strange. She hadn't aged a bit, and she didn't look all that normal. Her pupils were dilated, and her posture and mannerisms were off. Her mouth and her naked body were covered in blood, but this wasn't the biggest surprise. There was someone on the floor. A young woman who seemed dead. She was covered in blood and had a big cut on her torso. Mandy suddenly leaped towards us and tried to bite us while screeching. James punched her in the head. It seemed to scare her enough. She ran away on all fours like an animal, but at an incredible speed. We called for backup and for an ambulance. When the ambulance arrived, they told us the young lady was actually still alive. She was immediately taken to the hospital. When we had to explain the situation to our superior, he almost didn't believe us. They thought we were going nuts. Luckily, when the lady in the hospital woke up, she told them that she was walking alone at night when she got ambushed by this incredibly fast creature and our superiors started to question everything. Later on, it was found out that Dr. Kinsley's notebook that he was obsessed with bringing someone back from the dead. He had endless notebooks writing theories and possible outcomes to different experiments. This led us to believe he tried this with Mandy and was actually successful to some degree. However, this information is very delicate and seemed to have backfired on him. Whatever he brought back to life, it's probably not the Mandy he once knew. It might look like her, sure, but she's some sort of strange creature that's probably unaware of its actions. Funny enough, Dr. Kinsley did die from natural causes, and had it not been for this, we would have never found the secret. In the case of Dr. Kinsley... Mandy and the corpses found is still under investigation. Now, this all happened five years ago, and since then, many people who were involved with the investigation include my superior. Three of the investigator, James and Stacy, had either died or gone missing. We have searched Kinsley's old house, but there haven't been any traces of them or Mandy. We shouldn't have let Mandy go that one time, but... It was impossible to keep her there. She moved so fast. Now I'm more than certain she's haunting us all. Somehow this is her revenge. I need to figure out something to help myself before I end up like the rest. I always think this is the perfect example of why you shouldn't play God like Dr. Kinsley tried to. Because innocent people will be the ones having to pay for it.